Well, one thing I do want to say is that I love this music. You know, my dad uh, turned me on to Benny Goodman and Count Basie and Artie Shaw and all that great music, Tommy Dorsey, and I grew up listening to Frank Sinatra, Anita O'Day, Ella Fitzgerald, all these great musicians. My first favorite piano player was Count Basie. And then I loved Teddy Wilson. Remember those great sextets and octets that he played in? <clears throat> I loved all that stuff. And that's how I cut my teeth in music. Uh, so this is a real pleasure for me uh, to talk to Raz and have a few minutes with Raz. So Heather, are you ready? Please welcome Raz Rasmussen. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is a great opportunity for me. You know, uh, I saw Raz the other day, uh, or this fall, when he was doing West Side Story down at JCC, because Raz does everything. Now, how many different instruments did you play during West Side Story? Well, they called for five there. It was kind of an interesting juggling act, trying to get from one to the other. And once in a while, they'd have the wrong one. And, you know, it was, it was interesting. I don't think that Mr. Bernstein likes clarinet players. So. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I wanted to ask you a question that I really don't know much about you before your music career. Now, where did you go to school? Where were, you, were you born in Jamestown? No, I was born in a very small village called Cuba, New York. Oh, yeah. 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 That's right. I actually worked, I worked for Cuba Cheese. Did I you? made many tons of cheddar cheese, yes. Yeah. And you went to school? Uh, at Cuba Central, and then finally my, uh, ended up in Fredonia. My uh, wife-to-be came home to visit, and I would come home from the cheese factory, and she'd say, you smelled like a baby that just burped up. <laughs> so you went to Fredonia, and then somewhere around 1958, you started with Walt Hustis at uh, Faulkner, Faulkner Central. Yeah, yeah, Walt Hustis, brilliant musician he was. He was Mr. Organization, mm -hmm. but he directed a, a level six orchestra and a level six concert band at Faulkner High School when we had about 2,500 students there, so it was a really magnificent program he built. The schools were bigger in those days, weren't oh, they? Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, one of the funny things, I asked if you did the musicals there, and who was Tevia, sang Tevia one? Oh, a man named Russ Germain was a good friend of mine. From Fiddler on the Roof, he did, he was, and, and our own Jason Sample was also Tevia in a later incarnation, in case you're How about that? wondering about that. And, and um, is Sean Hustis, is that uh, Walt's Son or grandson? That's Walt's grandson, and yeah. Sean almost practiced out with me. He had, he had uh, but it, it happened that that year that he was going to come practice teach with me. It, it was a good year to retire, so oh. so I left before I got to work with Sean. Well, Sean's got a band coming up here in a couple of months, uh, Uncle Ben's Remedy. Yeah, so I love that title. We'll, we'll, look, <laughs> we'll look forward to that. There's a nice connection. Yep, from absolutely. Walt Hustis to to. Uh, Raz to Sean and Uncle Ben's Remedy. Yep, no Sean well, good man. Were you from a, was your family musical? Uh, not, not uh, well, actually, my, my, my family grew up during the Depression. They're my dad and mom, so they really didn't get a chance to do anything musical because he was a farmer, so. Oh. Uh, but I've, all my brothers and sisters play, but um, I'm the only one that couldn't stop. <laughs> you, uh, you were at uh, Faulkner until... 1997? Correct. And, yes. and 
when were you on the, the school? You were actually on the school board of D Jamestown. Yes, yeah, 1972, I got elected to the Jamestown school board, and the school board members were quite suspicious because the musician, I mean, the teachers' union had started that year in 1972, and they thought I was a plant. <laughs> but it took them about three or four years to get used to the idea that I was on the school board as a parent and taxpayer, and and subsequently I served as president several times, so so they must have trusted me eventually. Eventually, <laughs> you're. Um, we also talked earlier about how you were the ultimate utility man. You played. You taught when when there would be long-term leaves for teachers. You would go in and you would, this was after you retired in 97. Right. You, 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 you were at uh, uh, Frewsburg? Yep, I was at Frewsburg for Alicia when she had her second son. And then you said, you told me you went into, was it Jefferson when you went into the faculty meeting? Oh, 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 the, oh the faculty meeting at Frewsburg was interesting. Oh, Frewsburg. Yes, because uh, I got there and the superintendent, I had him in fourth grade, and, <laughs> and I had his wife all through school. She was a marvelous clarinetist. And then I got into the faculty meeting and there were eight teachers there that had come out of Faulkner. So it was kind of, <laughs> I was so, right at home. That's part of your education career. And then you started playing in bars and stuff as a trio around 1962. Yep, yep. Played with uh, played at the Vikings in 1962 for several years. The yeah. old ball, the ballroom up there. Yep, right there. Yeah, mm -hmm. you played all the old dives, right, and all the old ballrooms. Well, eventually, I I thought I'd played most all of the bars in Jamestown at some point or another. You know, mm -hmm. so it was kind of interesting. But trying to remember the names of all those bars is pretty hard. Thule, I know you played at the Thule Lodge, right? Yeah, that was the strangest job. The drummer who had the band there called me in to do two Fridays. I think I was there for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got it into two bands, so Frank and I would play one week, and then I'd play with another band the next week. So that was some variety. Town Hall Inn? I never heard of that one. I've heard a lot of bars um, in Jamestown. I've never heard of the Town well, Hall Inn. Oh, the do? Town Hall. That was fabulous. Were you there, Russ? Where was that? <laughs> it was on... Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it, a funny story, because one of the custodians at Falconer used to hear me play clarinet in the hallway. After the kids were out of the building, I loved to play in the hallways because it had this beautiful echo, you know? And so... He thought I was really something. I had him. He didn't know, but he, <laughs> he didn't know the real truth. But so when Jim, he played trumpet with Jim Beatty. This guy had a marvelous ear. And so when Jim was decided he was going to go to West Coast, Oregon, or somewhere to try out the band business out there, he, yep. So he needed a clarinet player, and so I got the call. So now this trumpet player showed up at my house with with a six pack every once in a while, and we would go through all these recordings. There was no written music, so. So I learned to play Dixie there. And so oh. I, I was there for two months, then three months. <clears throat> but the town hall in, it was under the viaduct. Really? Where, where Brooklyn Square used to be. Yeah. Under the viaduct? Yeah, Noah's Ark. And then there was, what, three more stores. And then there was this, it was a, what would you call it, a gunshot bar or shotgun bar? Shotgun, yeah. Yeah, it was straight, you know. It, so there'd be one crowd at 9 o'clock. At 10.30, Brandon take a break. Everybody leave. A new crowd came in, and so it was just just really fun. Early early sixties. Yep. And then uh, um, Muzzy combo. You said you tr Muzzy. You said was a little bit too 
straight for a... Well, no, that was that was Max Davis. Oh, that was Max Davis, right. You played with the Muzzy Combo? Oh, forever and yeah, ever. Right. Yeah. yeah, we played every Italian wedding that Joe Ucolano didn't get. <laughs> <laughs> the Muzzy Combo, but, but Max was too straight for it. Well, I auditioned for Max, but that was a big mistake. Uh, he, he didn't hire me, and he was right, you know, because he wanted everything specific, you know, and I wanted a little leeway, you know. But you weren't allowed to play a solo until you'd been with him 10 years. And he uh, was a wonderful player and really well organized, but I'm a little less organized, that's all. <laughs> and Dixieland, now then, that wasn't the beginning of Dixie on the Deck, was it? How'd you get Dixie on the Deck? Well, it kind of segued there because when Andy Travis put Dixie on the Deck together. Andy put that together. Yeah, with okay. Dick Ingram playing piano and... We were there 21 years, and every Sunday all summer. My wife used to mention that from time to time. <laughs> well, at least it was in the summer, so you had, well, yeah, yeah. and you were a school teacher, so you had some time off. Yeah, but I would have done that year-round anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, those are the days when you, because of the music you played and the kind of music that was in the clubs, you could just drop in on people, right? Oh, you could. You could walk into any bar in Jamestown with a band because everybody was playing the same standards, you know. So you could, if I got got out early and then I walk into one of the bars and there's a band, you, you could sit in and play. Can't do that anymore because everybody's doing covers or or their own originals or whatever. And, and, so. and the great thing was, is you played. They danced. They danced together where they actually touched each other and hugged each other. Oh, Places yeah. like uh, the Kanawha uh, Dance Club. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, and instead of now when they go to a show, they go like this. And they just look at the band. Yep. Well, it must have been wonderful when people got up and danced. Oh, well, it's, it's so incredibly fun. We play uh, for the uh, Kanawha Dance Saturday Night Dance Club. Mm -hmm. And they actually do cha-chas, rumbas, waltzes, swing. That's just marvelous, and I had one of my uh, I had uh, my big band from JCC playing, and I had this younger lady, a freshman, playing trombone, and so we got to the first break, and I asked, so "How was this fun?" Because she had played in the mood before, but it's always been on stage with nobody dancing, and mm -hmm. she'd never seen anybody dance to the music before, and she said, "We were halfway through that cha-cha, and I was just fascinated, and then I realized I was supposed to be playing." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the only other music I know generally that you could just sit down, a guy can walk in and sit down, is the blues. Do you ever do any blues music? Because well, I know I had, you play every instrument. Well, I had the pleasure of playing at the Lafayette Tap Room in Buffalo mm -hmm. on Halloween night. Halloween night? Yeah, oh, that was, it was pretty fabulous. It was, yeah. it was. The old Lafayette, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, was, I played the gig on Barry Sachs, so. Ooh. Which was, was that Tommy Z? Is that what you said? Oh, yeah, Tommy Z was one. Yeah, he's a big name in Buffalo. He does the blues shows there and so he was he was part of the band there it was just interesting and it, fun it's that little one you know it's, it's 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 pretty straightforward stuff i mean some of the arrangements you guys do now are, are relatively complicated compared to that one four five blues yeah well the only problem with a one four five if you're playing with a guitar player in the key of e you have to play in the key of c sharp Ooh. well it's painful but i knew it was coming so i practiced <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what are you What are you up to now? I know you're still playing, and you're you're playing with, uh, um, well, obviously with your f friends uh, Vince Michike. You've got uh, Craig Ridgeway, and of course Frank, Frank Farina. Yes, yeah. yeah. Can't play without Frank Farina. He's the best man. Yeah, yeah. Hey. 
And you do Pearl City Jazz. Yep, we created Pearl City Jazz after JCC took out the jazz program. Nobody wanted to stop playing, and I said, pull a few strings. So we are still rehearsing at JCC, but we're not part of the club anymore. So, so we're actually we got we have New Year's Eve booked already. Nice. And we're where's playing. that? Where's New Year's Eve going to be? Oh, uh, you have to come all the way to Old City. Old City. Yep. That's great, though. Yeah, we had a couple that used to come to the Dixie on the deck. From they were from Old City, so right. I figured better say it right. You know, that's fantastic. And uh, all these years, uh, this is like fifty. Well, when did you you started going out to the bars and played in '62? '62, so that's forty-eight, and it's twenty. Could it be sixty-eight? Wow! How can I be thirty-nine? I don't. Know. <laughs> Well, you, you, you act 39. You, you have a lot of energy, and it's been great to talk to you uh, over the last month or so as well, we put this It's a blessing to have your friendship, I must say. You were, yeah, I loved your dad. He My was, dad said you were the nicest man he ever met. <laughs> he did. My dad said that, yeah. Well, well his dad had strong opinions. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 well, I think it was after he talked to Stu Snyder for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that would change your <laughs> Awesome. That's kind of an inside joke. If you yeah, know. Well, yeah, well, well, got to know, Stu. Polka dots and moonbeams. That was your moon dad. Moon. Polka, polka dots and moonbeams. Are we ready? Uh, ready to play some music?
Thank you for enjoying that with us. We were having as much fun as you were. Uh, Vince, I love his solos. You're the man. And Frank Farina can't beat you anyway. And my anonymous person in the back is Mr. The Craig Ridgeway. And of course, that was Lady Be Good from the movie. And uh, many, many moons ago, when I got my first clarinet, I had this recording of Benny Goodman. And I was forever trying to figure out, what in the world is he doing? Where's he getting all those notes? I had a book that had some notes in it, but I didn't have any of those. You know. But one of my favorites is Memories of You.
I can't tell you how much fun it is to play with, with this wonderful trio. They are just magnificently right wherever I am. And so if I go astray, Frank always fixes it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Fats Waller, and most of our music is uh, probably historical almost because we play the Great American Songbook all the standards from this one goes all the way back to a piano player named Fats Waller he did the sunny side of the street and it's been recorded by everybody since and now WRFA is recording it <laughs> sunny side
So next tune is called Pennies from Heaven. And I always thought it was a relatively new tune, but I discovered it was first recorded by Bing Crosby. Who would have thought? Well, Pete, Pete Weinrich would know that, because Pete knows every tune known to man. Right? I used to walk into what he was running, the record store. I'd come in, I'd mention a tune or a number. He'd say, that's in bin X3 over in that corner, because he knew where every tune was. Pleasure to play with him. But Pennies from Heaven got recorded by everybody in great jazz tunes, so.
Mr. Michike. Way to go. having too much fun here. I'm, I was going to do another tune, but I think we'll switch over to a little Dixie with a Louis Armstrong tune, first recorded by the Hot Five. What year was that, Pete? Probably 1970. <laughs> but <laughs> I was just playing with him here. But anyway, Louis Armstrong's wife wrote the tune. I mean, Louis Armstrong's first wife. I don't know if she collected all the money for it, but Strutting with some barbecue. Strutting with some barbecue. What are my favorites here?
What incredible fun to get to be with all of our friends again. I met a young lady out, out in the uh, in the other room who had a, brought with her a collection of wedding pictures. She thought there was somebody in the band that had played her wedding. How many years ago, Vince? <laughs> Just 50 years ago. And she found my old buddy, Vince Mitchell. Okay. She found it. But and the picture had a lot of resemblance. You, that it is <laughs> pretty awesome. Well, since I actually cut my teeth on on this stuff, on closer walk with thee, uh, I know we've all heard it because of, it's that traditional. It's the most played traditional Dixie hymn, and uh, I've played it any number of times, but. The, the, the most emotional time. I, I thought I had a lot of calluses on my soul, but, but I had a friend who used to come to the deck every Sunday, all those summers, and then if I was playing at Tule, if he heard me playing a Dixie tune, there'd be Bud standing by the doorway, get up from the card table and come and listen. And then, of course, one day he passed away, and uh, the next day I got a call from his son to come and play the funeral. So Dick Ingram and I went to Lynn's, and I played Closer Walk. And I couldn't play it for three months after that. It was, because I got the sad part, but of course in the Dixie world, you march the funeral procession into the cemetery, and then once the interment is over and the soul has gone to heaven, what do you do? Celebrate. Well, with the happiness, why not, you know?
Thank you so much. Yeah, while I was putting together this program, I was guessing what kind of order, what am I going to do? You know, what's, what's what? And so then I'm doing a little research, and Frank and I and the gang have played Besame Mucho a couple of times, and I discovered in 1999 it was recognized as the most played Mexican song in the world. Right? It's been covered by everybody, but, and we thought we found it.
famous ballroom in Harlem called the Savoy Ballroom uh, and uh, uh, Chick Webb was uh, the leader of one of the bands there uh, he was the man who introduced Ella Fitzgerald to the world and so uh, this is Stompin' at the Savoy Thank you. 
much fun. This isn't a very far from the bar, though, is it? That's good. We charge extra for too far from the bar. That's right. Well, let's, you know, if all our friends were exactly like you, we would, well, we'll play that for you then. Exactly like you.
Sure, you're not going to give us a break, are you? <laughs> well, we're having so much fun. This is just wondrous. I know. I was playing a Dixie job with a bass player, tuba man, Steve Bush. Many of you know Steve. He's a marvelous tuba player. We used to play a little game at the deck where we would have a race on the clarinet polka. Steve could play the clarinet polka on the tuba. Somewhat faster than me, which was kind of embarrassing, but he only had three buttons, the poor star. Marvelous player. So one night, we were, one afternoon, we were playing undecided. We get into the middle of the tune. He's playing a solo, puts down his tuba, and he says, you know, I can't make up my mind. I said, Steve. <laughs> Bye. 
Frank, as you well know, is probably the best cocktail piano player. Red Coach, Ironstone. Take it away, Frank. I used to listen to him at the Ironstone or the Red Coach. Uh, these, these two played together many gigs, and, and Frank has what he calls his half-hour set. <laughs> and he starts it, and one half-hour later, he's on the last beat. <laughs> that was just one of the one of those tunes, and uh, just a marvelous pair. They play like they've played together before. Huh? <laughs> it's marvelous. Well. Uh, Let's see. Oh, Frank! Frank and I started this this tune almost every every gig we played for a while. Uh, let's see. There'll never be another. Yeah, there'll never be another. It's about about the lonely lonely sheep.
can't thank you enough for such a warm welcome. So uh, even though uh, Mardi Gras pretty much we're into Lent quite far now, but we're still going to give you the saints anyway. So thank you for having us. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs>